Today we are talking about honor. Everybody say honor. Honor. You know, when you look at the word honor, you look at uh, in the dictionary, the, de- the definition of honor is uh, high respect or great esteem. And, and so when you look back at the original context, like when you go back to the Greek, you know, the word honor, it means worth, value in the, in the literal sense. So by definition, honor, what it, what it means is to, to render uh, or, or esteem glory or glorious. And uh I want, here's what I want us to do. Before we uh, go into this time, I, I, I want to pray. And, and I just want to ask the uh, Holy Spirit just to begin to speak. I believe that, that uh, he has uh, a plan and a purpose for today. And I pray I don't stand in the way. Because if you all know me, I have a little bit of ADD. So I can get a little distracted. I can sometimes say things that I probably wish I should have taken back. But, you know, God is still good. And he still loves me. Amen? Awesome. So let, let, here, before we pray, I want you to turn uh, to somebody next to you, find your neighbor. Uh, if you don't have somebody next to you, t- find somebody behind you, there in front of you. Just don't creep them out. But I want you to say something. I want you to say this uh, to your neighbor. It, say this: It is my great privilege to honor you. Honor is our privilege, Heavenly Father. I thank you for who you are. And God, I thank you for this time, Lord, as we um, continue to lay everything down of ourselves to be a better representation of you and a reflection of you, God. I pray today that as we dissect this word honor, Lord, that we can begin to live a life that honors you and the lives around us. And God, Holy Spirit, I begin that it is all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, honor. Honor is our privilege, and I believe today honor um, seems like a lost word in, in our society, in our generation right now. Uh, we live in a, in a culture where honor is seen more as a problem to overcome rather than a virtue to achieve. It's almost like, um, uh, do you guys have like a favorite piece of furniture that you have kept at your house for years, but yet you still don't want people to see it when they come over? So it's like you kind of hide it or like, like throw it down in the basement. It, it, that's kind of like what happens with the word honor, you know, it, honor in our lives. Um, it can lose its value because it, it's, it's just said like we all know what it is. You know, we, you, we hear the word honor. We, we think we know the word honor. But do we really know what the word honor means? And many times we want to describe the word honor uh, with respect. And there's a lot of similarities between the word honor and respect. Uh, but I remember um, Craig Groeschel says, I don't know if somebody else said it before him. I just, this is just how I remembered it. Uh, that respect is earned, honor is given. And I think, I think a lot of us struggle with that statement. Because we don't want to respect certain people. We don't think certain people have deserved our respect. Um, we don't want to show our, our president respect because of the things that comes out of his mouth or the things that he posts on social media. You know, we, we, we don't feel like somebody has earned our respect, so therefore I'm not going to give respect back. Um, they're, they're, you know, we, we, we ask our kids, you know, listen, you need to respect what we say. Um, I have a three-year-old, and... There are many times I ask him, respect what I say, do not kick your brother in the head. And he always gives the look. And does it anyway. And so 
So, so we think uh, of the word respect, and we think it goes along with honor, but, but there is a significant difference between the two because honor is just strictly given. Honor has given us res- respect and honor to where we need to give the honor to the people in our lives and in our world simply because God has shown us that none of us deserve anything except death but yet he still loves us. When we see the honor of God in our lives, we understand the value of giving honor. And honor is not just a Christian value, but it is a worldwide value. It's almost like it's a, it's a bridge word. It, 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 honor has the ability to bridge the gap uh, to those that are lost, to those that have been hurt, to those that have no hope, to those that are very skeptical of the church or cynical even, and so forth, and so on. Most of what we say in the church or the values that we have in the church, they can almost be a a foreign language to people outside of the church. If I can be completely honest, there are even some words that we use inside the church that's confusing to people inside of the church. What is righteousness? What is holiness? What, what, What is sanctification? You know, it's like, man, it's like, man, those are big church words. I don't understand. They never taught me that in school. I, I love I love in youth ministry. I love in youth ministry when it comes to you know February because we always got to talk about love, sex, and dating, and we go and we say the word fornication in scripture because you know middle schoolers like ew that's gross. Wait, what's fornication? You know, and then you tell them and they're like ew that's still gross. You know, and now it's just made it even worse for them. You know, I I, I believe that there are certain words that 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 can confuse us. And because we really don't fully understand the definition or really don't understand what that really looks like in life. Most of what we say or what we do in church can be a barrier to those that aren't familiar with God's love, but not with honor. Honor honor crosses barriers. Honor is going to cross the, the religious Lines. The honor is going to cross the, the racial lines. You know what I think? We're, we're, I think honor is very similar to the word burrito. Um, and, and, and here is why. Because I, I am not Spanish, but I know the word burrito. I know I may look Spanish, but I'm not Spanish, but I love the word burrito. Actually, I love all kinds of Spanish food. And so, therefore, anytime I hear Spanish words that I recognize, which is all food, you know, I have now have been connected. So there, there can be a conversation that between people that are talking Spanish, and I have no idea what they are saying. But if I hear words like burrito, or taco, or queso, or, or chorizo, or churro, you know, I, or tamale, like, mmm, I am in. Where and when? Let's go. And they may not understand me, and I don't understand them, but the words that we know, burrito, taco, all those things, we have just made a connection. That, that is what honor does for our culture. It bridges the gap. And it, and it crosses the lines of, of whatever hurt or whatever um, misunderstandings that are out there. It bridges the gap. It's a word that has connected us and has brought us unity. And if we, the church, can become what we have been born to be, to be honorable, and to give honor, even if it hasn't been earned, and cross the barriers and these lines in our society, then we might be able to have the power to build bridges to see our culture radically change and transform. 
You know, growing up, um, we used to collect things. You know, did you collect things growing up? You may still collect things. You know, as a kid, it's like uh, we, we collected uh, anywhere from, like, baseball cards to football cards to comic books to magic cards. What I really um, collected, and I collected a lot, was pogs. Anybody remember pogs? Yes. By the way, pogs started in Hawaii, so you're welcome for all y'all that did that. Um, I had a lot. I had tons of, of pogs, and I think I eventually sold them and, and, and made money off them. But I remember one of the things that I did have, it's a, um, it's a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. And, and, and now it's like, you know, it's not like the most valuable card out there, but it has some value to it. And, you know, the thing about these uh, cards that, that we keep, at, you know, we, we see the value in it. We see the worth in it. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she may not see the, the worth and the value in, in this card or the comic books that I've collected over the years. She may just see it as um, taking up space. But see, here's the thing. As soon, as soon as I can get my wife to see the worth and to see the value in these things, then she begins to treat it the way that I treat it. I want you. I want you to. I want you to follow with follow with me on this for a little bit. Let me explain this. See the other. The reasons that other people don't honor God is because we have a hard time honoring God. And as soon as they see what we see by us seeing it, then maybe they will begin to honor God. That maybe they will be able to see the worth and the value in this relationship with Him. That they may be able to see the, the change and transformation that has happened in my life that is now made available for their life. Let me, let me ask a question. Like, how have we honored God this morning in our worship today? How have we honored God when we have come into these doors? Ha, ha, was our coffee more important than for us lifting our hands? What, what, was what we had to do on our phones during worship time, was that more important? What, was, was our time more important than for us to come completely vulnerable and completely transparent before our God this morning to worship and honor him? We set up today, that one day a week, to come and to be unified and, and to, to worship and to honor our God. Not to trek off a Christian duty. Not, not so that we can appear as, the, as this good Christian family. How have I perceived today the glory of God? Have I perceived it through the eyes of religion or through uh, the eyes of duty or a moment that I'm actually encountering the glory of God? What kind of honor do we come into this place with? What kind of honor and precedence do we give serving the Lord and the ability to, to worship him? Do, you, do we understand that we are able to freely worship God in this country where other people have given their life in, in, in hiding in secrecy just to worship him? 
So many times we, we, we come in and we sit down and we get comfortable and we've already checked out even before the message has started. We've already started thinking about what's for lunch. We've already thinking about where the kids need to get to. We're already thinking about what projects need to happen. And so far we have been able to no longer honor God and experience God's glory. In the moment that we are perceiving lack of honor with God, we are removing glory from God and adding it to something else. This is, we have to continue to tune our hearts to say, God, show me your glory. You know, when Moses went up on the mountain and he asked God, God, show me your glory. Do you, do you know why Moses asked God to show me your glory? Because he wanted to show honor where honor was due. You know, the Israelites that, that, that stayed back, they didn't honor God, and so their glory went to an idol. Because they didn't get connected, they didn't go to see God. You know, the reason, <coughs> reason some of these cards, that they are more valuable than others, is because of whose face is on the card. And at some point, this card was purchased for like, I don't know, maybe a couple bucks. But depending on what the person on the picture did, it changed the value of the card. The card's value didn't change because of the card itself. See, at one point, this card sat with other cards of pictures of, of people that their value didn't increase at all. So my question is, whose picture is on you? Because whatever picture is branded on you will determine the value that increases in your life. And so I want to walk into a place where God's image is seen on me rather than me on me. Does that make sense? The more I read God's word, the more that he is reflected through me and in me. The more that I desire to grow and spend time with him, the more that God's value and worth begins to shine through me. And when people see me, I pray to God, I pray to God that they see the glory of God, my Father. Because so many times, I'm so focused on hiding my shame or allowing my pride to take center stage when it needs to be the glory of our God. We've taken time out of our, of our day which time is the most valuable asset that we have. And we came to worship God. Because we perceive value. Not because we are here for a religion. So today I want to talk about this worth, this value, when it comes to honoring God. And what does that look like in our lives? You know, it says in the Bible, honor everyone. Honor everyone in your life. If you want to live the life that you have been destined to live and to experience, we have to honor people in our life. Who are we honoring? Well, we're honoring our parents. You know, if you are a student in the room, uh, or if you got daddy issues, or you got, you know, issues with your parent, um, I want you to listen up because we have been called to a higher standard to not reciprocate what the rest of our culture is doing right now. It says in Exodus chapter 20, and you, know, you can follow along um, in, in the uh, 
uh, church app. You know, I'll be having the scriptures on, on the screen here if you're taking notes. But it says in Exodus 20, uh, verse 12, Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. See, many times the opposite happens. I'm sure if you have children, you can agree. It always seems like your kids are even going out of their way uh, to dishonor you. Um, but this, this verse doesn't just apply to children. It, there, there is no age limit on honoring our parents. And I think a lot of times, you know, our, our parents weren't, didn't live honorable lives, you know, or maybe, you know, they weren't involved in our lives or whatever. That doesn't give us an excuse not to honor our parents. We're also called to honor our leaders. You know, I want us to understand something. You know, it's, it's spiritual leaders in our lives. Honor isn't about age. It's not about position. It's about the value that is on them. And so it says in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 5, verse 17, it says the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. Oh, snap. Especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Now, listen, I'm not here to, like, butter my own biscuits, but here's the thing. I'm not just talking about people that are standing on the stage or standing behind the pulpit as your spiritual leaders. I'm talking about the mentors in your life. I'm talking about the ones that are walking alongside of you, preaching and teaching and helping you become the very best you that you can be. Honor our parents. Honor our leaders. Honor those in authority. Romans 13, this chapter is talking about submitting to authority. It says in verse 7, Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And that's hard for some of us to swallow. Because we hear what our president is saying, it's hard to honor him. It's hard to see what our government is doing. It's hard to see what our country is allowing and that we are called to honor them. God has placed authority over us, therefore we are called to honor them. It's not just powerful people in government. If you're a student, maybe it's coach, maybe it's a teacher. You know, maybe it's your boss. Honor authority figures. And listen, maybe some of you don't like your boss. You'd rather be boss. Before you can be over somebody, you need to learn how to be under somebody. Honor everyone. 1 Peter 2.17, honor everyone. You want to experience the life God has designed for you? You want to really honor God? Then give God honor 360 degrees. See, he's talking about honoring those above us, honoring those under us, and honoring those beside us. We can't just choose one or the other. We got to be able to honor all the way around. And the reason that we're able to honor people in that way is because Jesus honored people. Jesus died not for some. He didn't die for us when we were perfect. He died for us when we were still sinners. And one of the passages I always look at and how Jesus has has honored individuals is when he, uh, in John 13, is when he did the lowest of lows, he washed his disciples' feet. He washed his disciples' feet. And so I'm going to have Alec come up, because we're, we're just going to kind of show what this looks like. So many times, you know, we look at this passage in a while, Jesus, you know, he humbled himself. He showed us what an what service looked like. But he did so much more than that. He showed us what it really meant to honor somebody and to give somebody honor and and, and value and worth. Can you hold that for me? Because back in that time, all these people, they're walking in ground and dirt and dust, and they didn't have 
crush Adidas like these. <laughs> they didn't have the socks. They had sandals. And, you know, when you just walk everywhere, you're walking in stuff that you don't want to be walking in. Because in the streets, people and animals, they took dookies in the same place everybody else was. And so what Jesus did is that, you know, at the, around the table when they were all eating, normally a servant or normally a, a wife would wash the husband or the, or the guest's feet. But at this table, there wasn't a wife, there was no servant. And the disciples, what they were doing is that they were actually talking and boasting about, saying, hey, who's the greatest? And Jesus, you know, cool Jesus, he whips out a towel, whips out water, starts taking the sandals, crusty, disgusting sandals off his disciples' feet, and he begins to wash them. He begins to, to show them what it means to serve. And I think something even beyond that, Jesus was telling each disciple, I see your worth. I see your value. Even though that you struggle in seeing your worth and seeing your value, sometimes you're, you're held more to your shame and to your guilt and to your past. I honor you. And I want you to be able to honor others. I want you to be a reflection of this. That's why in John 13, 15, go, go ahead, put that up. That's why he says, I've set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Nobody wants to wash each other's feet. You can tell all the disciples, they were like, I ain't touching his feet. <laughs> have you seen the dookies he's walked in? Come here, man. It's not easy. It's easy for us to see the cross. It's easy for us to see the dirt and the filth. I think that's why Jesus had the power to make something dirty so clean. Because he saw beyond the outer layer. He saw to the soul. He saw to the heart. He saw our original purpose, even if we weren't living it. Jesus has the power to make something dirty now clean. And he, and he, he lowered himself into that position because we would never have done that on our own. So therefore, let me, let me show an example of what we are called to do for one another. Who is it that God's calling you to live honor out towards? God, there's no way. There's no way you're calling me to that person. God, there's no way, there's no way I can show that person respect. Do you know what they've done in their life? Do you know what they've done to me? Do you know what they've said? Honor is 360 degree honor. We're not honoring the filth that is there, or the filth that was there. We're honoring the purpose, person who has been repurposed for. I wonder what God 
has repurposed your life for. You look at somebody that you don't want to honor, but then you look, Pastor, Pastor, I'm going to double honor you. But that person, no, no honor. You know what that's called? It's called manipulation. Because really, you just made it about yourself. It's manipulating someone above you so you can see what they will give you. You know it's manipulation because any kind of honor like that is always looking for honor back. Don't just give honor where it's due. Give honor where it's not due. So many times we see people that come through the doors of the church. You know, I served at that church. I I gave tithe to that church. I gave and gave and gave. But when I, I was low on rent money, or when my marriage was on the rocks, what did they do? They did nothing. Honor is not looking for honor in return to give honor. We are honoring because what God has prepared us for. When we look at people, we honor them because we honor God first. tell your teacher, you tell your boss, you tell uh, co-worker, employees, hey, I'm praying for you. When, when, when you extend grace to them, even though they didn't deserve it, when you're encouraging them, not even having to know what's really going on in life, when you share and show forgiveness, even if they didn't deserve it, we're, we're showing honor. When we take time from our busy schedule to help somebody in need, we're showing honor. When, when, we, when we die to ourselves and to our pride and our selfishness and we allow people to help us, it's honoring God. See, I believe this is how we can even love our enemies. It's how we can forgive those that have used us and have wronged us. Because when we start seeing the value of Jesus and the value of heaven, then we can start honoring 360 degrees. How are you going to find a way to honor the unhonorable? When you begin to honor them, you're opening up that bridge for them to receive the full reward of God's glory in their lives. You know, it says in Romans 12, 10, I, I, love, I love what this says. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. God just made it a competition. Yo, one-up your brother. One-up your family. One-up them in honor. I think that's hard because we're, we're always trying to break even with someone. When God is saying, it doesn't matter what they've done. It doesn't matter if they showed you honor or not. You keep showing them honor. You keep putting them above yourself. When you begin to honor each other as our act of honoring God, we're bringing glory to Him. And and the great thing about honor, that when we begin to lift them up, doesn't matter what hurt or, or, or what circumstances there, they begin to see their worth and their value in God. So here's how I want to challenge us today. However you honor God, honor God for who He is, 
not for what he does. I don't want to honor God because of what he can do for me or how he can help me in my time of need, but I want to honor God because he is the Alpha and the Omega, because he is the first and the last, because he is the bread of life, because he is the way and the truth and the life. I'm going to honor him. God, I'm not just going to honor you because I need my marriage to be fixed. God, I'm not going to honor you just because I've been caught in my crap. But God, I'm going to honor you because you're worthy of it. And as the body of Christ, we need to be called and we need to step up in honoring people by seeing past the outer layer, by seeing past the filth. And many times, it'll help us to see past our own too.